Hello friends and welcome back to Dreamcast Game Library, the podcast where we try and chronicle all of the unique and memorable Dreamcast games that have been forgotten to the ages. Today we're doing a big one, it's Sonic Adventure. Okay guys, right up top I need to say you'll notice that my usual velvety smooth voice is a little bit compromised today. Uh, That is because I'm not well, I'm not feeling good, but I wanted to bring some more content to the channel because I'm conscious that I have a very sporadic posting pattern and I want to get a few more episodes out there so um, this is my way of making up for that. So the next few episodes you hear, I'm probably going to have this little sniffly voice but I think we can all get through it together and talk about some good content. So, Sonic Adventure then. I'm 10 episodes in so I thought okay that can be a a landmark. Um, Every 10 or something we'll do a, a really big game. Um, see what see what we can get to. No prizes for guessing what uh, episode twenty might be. So Sonic Adventure. What can I bring to the table for a game that has been so um, widely covered and, and so celebrated? Probably not much. Um, but as this is a nostalgia podcast, um, all I need to do is talk to you about my own personal experiences and my nostalgia with it because that's what we're all here for, right? To share in our nostalgia. So. Straight off the bat, Sonic Adventure is a 1999 Dreamcast release. I think it was a launch title, um, and it's probably the first good 3D Sonic game. It's not the first 3D Sonic game. There was at least one more before that wasn't any good, um, but this is the first one that that really kind of showed what Sonic 3D could do, um, or, well, he could do for this one game, and then it all went a bit downhill from there, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, so what's it all about what's going on you can control six characters Sonic and friends okay Uh, I'm not going to worry about plot spoilers here because I'm assuming everyone that's tuning into a Dreamcast podcast knows this game so you've got Sonic, Tails, Knuckles Amy Rose Big the Cat and E102 I think his name is the robot um and they all have six little separate storylines that all kind of tie in together um, in a sort of Pulp fictiony sort of a way. Like you are going to experience the same events from different characters' perspectives. It's pretty cool. Um, which which I liked a lot. I thought it was a good narrative style. Um, so we start off as Sonic. The, okay, so the main villain in this game, um, other than Dr. Robotnik, is this big water demon called chaos that's the only thing about this game i didn't like i thought that storyline was pretty lame i know they had to do something with the chaos emeralds but um yeah i didn't i didn't care for it i don't know if it originates in the cartoons or the comics or if it was made up for this game but uh chuck it in the bin didn't like it that's the only thing about the game i didn't like um so you start off with sonic and you are arriving at the scene of a crime at uh, night time Oh, first of all, Sonic turns up on a rooftop and says, oh yeah, this is happening, nothing's going on. But it is Ryan Drummond on the vocals, so it's the uh, the dude that does Elliot from Blue Stinger is also Sonic. And is also, I forgot to mention in the last episode, is also one of the dudes in the command room in, um, in uh, Mac and X, yeah. Um, so getting around on the Dreamcast voice acting. So he turns up at the scene of this crime. Chaos has turned up. The police are shooting at him. The bullets are just coming out. 
Sonic, you, you, you start off with your first boss battle, Chaos Zero, and then you give him a few bashes and he goes down the drain. Um, nice and easy. Ro- Robotnik's on a roof laughing at you, saying, Ah, it's the god of chaos, I'm doing something evil. And then you hear that bopping music that opened the podcast, and you're in Station Square, an open world exploration sort of hub section of the game. Now, I've heard mixed feelings about this, but I loved it. As a kid, I really loved it. I was like, ah, oh, I can go around this little town of Sonic, and it felt really authentic because you can talk to all the different people, and they all say different little things. So you talk to the lady that runs the newsstand. You can talk to the random businessman walking around. You can talk to just some fat guy that wants a burger. I uh, talk to the hotel manager. You can talk to people in the swimming pool and stuff. It's awesome. Um, so it becomes daytime, and Sonic's staying at this hotel resort, I guess. And Tails' plane crashes. I'm not going to do a full plot breakdown because I'm guessing we all know the plot. I'm just going to give you my highlights in a minute. Uh, Tails' plane crashes and then that's where the game starts. Like Sonic's looking out at the sunrise or whatever, sees Tails' plane, crashes on the beach. And then that's that's how the game works as you go around the open world and into different sections. And then they, they become stages, right? So your first one's uh, Emerald Coast which is the beautiful white sandy beach level with the big whale that's I posted on the Insta was the most dramatic thing I'd ever seen when I was like 10 or 11 years old, was this whale smashing up all the pier as Sonic's running down it. Um, and it's just a really visually impressive game, even looking back on it now. Now, I will say that it's been remastered as Sonic Adventure DX Director's Cut. Uh, it's available on Steam pretty cheap. I've, I've got it and um, I don't like to say this but that version is better in terms of um, the graphics are more polished. I think I think they've touched the controls up a little bit because I, I beat that game maybe last year or something and then I've since gone back and, and played the Dreamcast game for the pod and um, and the controls feel a lot more twitchy. So I feel like the controls are better on the director's cut. One, the the, the most minuscule gripe anyone is going to have, and probably no one's ever even noticed this, but one thing that annoys me in it is when the director's cut was being done, it was being done by the team that worked on some game about rabbits or something. So there's like some very small tie-in cameos, literally blinking you would miss them, but were, for instance, the scene where Sonic comes out the casino and you see the ice stone drop from the sky, you could see this little like rabbit character thing flying and it annoyed me because that wasn't there in the original. No one's going to care about that. If that won't put you off, probably get the director's cut. Don't be dusting off your, your Dreamcast because it is superior graphically, it is superior gameplay wise and I don't like saying that because obviously I am a big Dreamcast purist but it brings me to um, an interesting thing that I wanted to, to talk about which is the Dreamcast is um, over 20 years old now obviously not the most high-tech hardware out there but there's still ideas on the Dreamcast that have never been replicated and never been beaten Sonic Adventure being one of them right so it stands to reason that someone would just remaster that with better graphics and controls. Think of all the other games that you could do that with, right? Think about everything that I've covered so far. I'm not going to name names because we all know what I would say. 
but just think about what could be done and as we go on through the podcast think about how these games could be could be remastered and remade and certain franchises rebooted um <clears throat> i did post on the insta that i'm also going to cover some uh, quote unquote dreamcast adjacent games so basically ps1 and ps2 era games that i feel like have dreamcast energy in terms of being unique and stuff um so we'll, we'll talk about some of those too and you'll uh, you'll see what i mean but back to the the blue the blue blur that is sonic so I guess now I'll just talk to you about my highlights because there's no need for me to give you a blow-by-blow blow of what happens in this game. You, you you should know, and if you don't, just go and play the damn game. It's amazing. It's a 10 out of 10 game. Um, one of the best platform games of all time. For my money, and maybe a controversial statement, this is better than Mario 64. Okay, Everyone holds Mario 64 up as this like amazing milestone um, of platforming, and it was. I had some amazing times on Mario 64. A very fond, very odd fond memory of I, I had a day off school because I wasn't well and I was playing the Tall Tall Mountain level and I was having a great time. Couldn't tell you how old I was, couldn't tell you what day it was, but that stands out in my mind as something. Um, so that was an amazing game and it was an iconic game, but I think this is better and I'll tell you for why. There's a few reasons. First of all, I think there is... A little more variety in this and the graphics are better the locations are more beautiful um seems weird to use that term beautiful when i'm not discussing like a painting or a sunset but it really is um anyone that listened to the blue stinger uh episode will have heard me gushing over the color palette on that game same kind of situation here really really gorgeous to look at um just a really really stunning game uh, even all these years later so and also there's a variety of modes every character has their own mode so sonic is classic sonic you're running as fast as you can running around at the speed of sound um you're smashing up baddies saving the animals um and getting to the end of the level and the only small gripe is that bosses aren't part of the level they're like separate story events but you know you can't have it all it was the first 3d out in um and i really like that and there's there's some incredible levels so as sonic you visit the most levels i think you do 12 stages in total um i can't i'm trying to remember them all off the top of my head the ones that stand out to me are emerald coast just because it's obviously the first one you go to and it's really really nice um What's the snowboarding one called? I don't think it's called Ice Cap Zone because that's off Sonic 3, but there's a an icy one where you go snowboarding. Twinkle Park. I love Twinkle Park. I, all of the characters, I think... Let me see. Sonic goes there. Amy goes there. No, actually, I think it might just be Sonic and Amy that go there. Um, possibly Big the Cat does some fish in there. Um, Twinkle Park's a really amazing-looking theme park. It's really beautiful, starry sky, fireworks going off everywhere, big sort of Disneyland type castle in the middle I wanted to, to visit there badly when I was a kid it looks amazing and seeing it from all the cinematic angles you know um, on this game when Sonic runs around then you're not really in direct control of him all that much it just gives you lots of different cinematic shots of him running around zooming speedily um, you, you get some lovely shots of the of the theme park um, and then the other highlight that stands out to me with Sonic is, I think the level's called The Lost World, I want to say. And you go you go to uh, like an Egyptian pyramid type of situation. 
Um, I hope I haven't muddled that up with Sonic Adventure 2. I don't think I have. You you go to an Egyptian pyramid in Sonic Adventure 2. I think this one's maybe Aztec-y because there's the whole Echidna civilization Aztec thing. Um, which I won't get into too much. There's some kind of storyline about I think Knuckles Ancestry or something. Um, it's 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 out there. I never got it when I was a kid. Didn't really get that into it when I replayed it. I'm not here for the story. Uh, I am here for the voice acting though. Tails, very cute, very cute voice, and everybody else is kind of hammy and funny. Um, Tails' game is a racing game, but but not in a car. Um, he's he's on foot, and obviously he can fly. And you are racing Dr. Robotnik to get the Chaos Emeralds, I think. It's probably the least memorable mode, but that said, I still really um I still really liked it. It's the one that stands out in my head the least, but I still love Tails as a character. I still thought that was cool. The 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 best one of that is his last level where you go in. There's this building that you can never get into with any of the other characters, if I remember rightly, and there's this, this fat guy stood outside going, I own this building, it's private. But um, when you are Tails, uh, Robotnik does some, pulls some bullshit, and you can go in, and you're like running down a highway at night, chasing him, it's really cool. Can't remember the name of the stage. Now we get to my favourite character, which is Knuckles the Echidna. Should be your favourite character too. Knuckles has been my favourite character in this franchise since he was introduced, even when he was a baddie. Always just thought he was super cool. Um, his game mode is all about treasure hunting. You're digging for emerald shards. I like this because you're not on a timer, okay? It's Sonic Adventure 2, Knuckles mode's the same, but you're always on a timer, if I remember rightly. I'm pretty sure you are always on a timer. Um, I'll remedy that if I'm wrong in the Sonic Adventure 2 episode but on this one you're not I think you get bonus points for being quicker but you're free to walk and explore the level and I love that because so much care went into these levels that it feels like a shame <clears throat> to run and zoom around them because you could be forgiven for thinking now ah, they're just big empty worlds but actually there's a lot going on in them so it's nice to be able to walk around as knuckles and and have an explore uh He's got a really nice slow pace to him because he glides and that feels feels really cool to glide. He glides, he climbs up walls. He controls a little bit like Raziel off Soul Reaver, which is another game we'll, uh, we'll cover um, in, in the coming episodes. And he's a lot of fun to play as. He can punch, he's a big hard gripper. Um, and what does his power-ups do? I forgot to mention that in the world, Zelda style, you, you get random power-ups, so like... Sonic gets these boots in the sewer that he can charge up and zoom and grab a like a uh, a trail of rings that'll help you get over passages you wouldn't be able to get to otherwise. Really cool. Um, I can't remember what knuckles this ones are. I remember he gets metal knuckles. And I remember when he gets all of them, he looks you know the drips out of control. But I, I can't remember what they all are. But anyway, Knuckles is, is my favourite. He goes to the casino. Um, his casino level is probably cooler than Sonic's. Although, Sonic's has a nice little nod uh, to Nights into Dreams, that game. There's a cool thing where you go in the pinball machine and then you end up in the Knights world. Uh, Knuckles, you just got to fly around the casino looking for shards. 
where else does Knuckles go? Because he is my favourite mode, but I can't remember all the places that he goes. My mind's gone blank. I really should have beaten this game uh, this year. So, so basically, I, I beat it last year, and then I, I replayed a little of Sonic's story on the Dreamcast just to get a feeling for the graphics and control, and I was like, I'll remember it all. Really should have replayed it all. So I'm just literally telling you what stands out to me. But Knuckles, great character. Coming to another great character and an underrated character, in my opinion, is Amy Rose. Well, she's underrated by normal people, not underrated by furries on DeviantArt, but we won't talk about that because that, that makes me deeply uncomfortable. But she's a very cute pink hedgehog, um, has some kind of crush on Sonic. I don't think he cares because he's too cool for school. Um, but her whole storyline is about protecting this little bird, one of two animal-centric themed storylines. Uh, well, I guess they're all animals, but you know, like where you protected a, a small, helpless animal. Um, so she's got this little bird that she's looking after, and Dr. Robotnik sent this uh, big evil Terminator robot to get the bird. Um, and all of her levels are being chased, but it feels cool. She has this big, like, Harley Quinn-style mallet hammer thing and she can whack enemies. You can whack the robot and stun it, if I remember rightly. Uh, she goes back to Twinkle Park. There's a very cool chase scene in the Hall of Mirrors. There's a very cool chase in... At, what's Dr. Robotnik's ship called? I keep wanting to say the Death Egg, but I know that's not right because that's off um, Sonic 2. Um, but in Robotnik's like secret base, I think it might just be called Hidden Base or something, I can't remember rightly. Um, there's a very cool chase sequence there. I can't remember all the levels that she goes to as well, which is, is frustrating for me. It feels like I just remember Twinkle Park, but um, but she she's a lot of fun. If I remember rightly, she can do a big jump with a hammer. Um, I'm whizzing through because I'm conscious of time. We've got Big the Cat, right? Big the Cat, most maligned character in this game. Everybody's always talking about his dopey voice and his like janky slide guitar music. I love him. It's a kid's game, folks. When I was a kid, I felt so sorry for this big dopey cat that just wanted his little frog that was his friend, and he, he feels sad that it's run away and he wants it back, right? As a child, that was, like, heartbreaking, and I really wanted to help him. Yes, as a 34-year-old man, I can look at it and go, oh, man, this is kind of dumb, but I'm still looking at it through a child's eyes, through like I was when I was 10 or whatever. Um, okay, but his mode is a fishing mode, um, it's not the best mode in the game, obviously, because you didn't buy Sonic to get a fishing game, but it's nowhere near as bad as people say it is. I still had a good time in a storyline. I still, I still had fun. Um, I don't see why people dunk on Big all the time. He's dopey, but he's endearing and wholesome and cute. And, you know, his mode's fishing, but it's a nice change of pace. If you're going to set yourself up to say... Not only are we going to make a 3D Sonic, but we're going to have six characters all with unique modes. They can't all be Zingers. Um, but I like it. It's a nice change of pace. It's enjoyable. Um, so Big lives in the big jungle area behind Mystic Ruins, um, where it's easy to get lost. You see lots of explorers. And that leads you down to the Echidna Temple thing, where all of Knuckles' ancestors live. And it also leads you to Robotnik's secret base, if I remember rightly. So it's a really big area, but that's where he lives anyway. And he just wants to 
chill with his mate Froggy, who's run off, and you've got to go and catch him, that's all, and bring him back. Last storyline, E-102 is one of Eggman's robots that gains sentience and decides to take out all of the other E-series robots, um, or it might not be E-series, but whatever they are, um, all the other robots in his own series, he realises that his creation was a sin. <laughs> There's some like deep philosophical existential stuff in there. Really endearing character, really like him. He's fun to play as. So his is a shooting style game. He he runs around in this clunky robot way, but actually controls really nicely. And you, you hold one of the buttons to set up a sort of laser sight. And anything that you lock onto in... A certain amount of seconds, he'll fire missiles at that. It feels good. They tried it again in Sonic Adventure 2 and it does not work. We will talk about my feelings of Sonic Adventure 2 when we get to it. But feelings of Sonic Adventure 1, incredibly positive. Um, the boss battles are fun. They're fairly easy and a little repetitive, but they're good fun. All the levels have great designs. All the characters have good modes. I'm only probably saying what everyone else has said, but it would be silly to have a Dreamcast podcast and not cover this game. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to record some more episodes today because I'm not well. I have nothing better to do. Um, so I may as well make up for the lack of content on the channel. I hope you have enjoyed tuning in and having a listen. Um, take it easy, guys, and I will see you in the next one.